Welcome to the Karen Kenny Show. This is the place where we take a no bullshit look at life's little lessons. Here, together, we find the spiritual glory in even the most wicked hard story. This is a journey from fear back to love and how we can find our greatest strength and happiness in some of the most unlikely places. I believe that if you're willing to change your mind, you can totally change your life. So, are you ready to rewrite your story and choose to live free? Let's do this. Hey, you guys. Welcome to the Karen Kenny Show. I'm so happy to be here. And here's the deal, you guys. I got shit to do. (laughs) I got a call coming up in a little bit. So I'm going to try to dive right into the sucker, like get right to the point, right to the heartbeat of this one, you guys. So I'm going to call this episode, The Problem With I Know. The Problem With, quote unquote, I Know. So I always like to kick things off with a little bit of storytelling. So uh, there's a there's a story that's been around for a really long time, right? It's an old ancient wisdom kind of story about a very wise old Zen master who knew many, many things. And people from all over the world will travel to see this guy and to, to you know, just to get, just to sit down and get to spend a little time with this guy was legit a big deal. And I've heard the story told many ways. Sometimes the story involves uh, a rich man, a man who has traveled many places, has lots of money, is powerful, is used to getting his own way. <laughs> and I've also heard it told as he has a scholar or a professor come to visit him at the temple to sit down and to, uh, quote unquote, pick his brain, right? They really want to learn about Zen. So uh, you got this old wise guy. <laughs> and I don't mean like wise guy, like, you know what I mean? Not like the typical like uh, gangsta, but I mean this old wise man. Uh, and he is uh, talking to this gentleman who, let's just call him a smarty pants, too smart for his own good probably. And he sits down and he says, hey, I, I want to learn all about Zen. You know, please teach me, whatever. So the old Zen master gets out uh, a cup, you know, for tea. And he brings over the teapot. And he can tell, right, just by the way the guy talks. The guy is kind of full of himself, you know. So uh, he starts to pour the tea. And the cup starts to fill up. The cups, cup starts to fill up, starts to overflow now. And the other guy's like, hey, it's full. Can't you see? You can't put anything more in it. It's full. It's overflowing. It's making a mess. And the Zen master basically says, this cup is you. You are already too full of your own opinions, thoughts, uh, you know, processes, thinking you're right, all that stuff that uh, you're too full. I can't put anything in there. I can't teach you anything. Um, because you are already too full. Come back to me when your mind is more empty. Come back to me with an empty mind, and then maybe we can, you know, have a conversation. And I love this story so much because I think it's so true. I cannot tell you how many times, and I think in particular, I'm sure it happens all the time in academia, but I would just have to 
you know, take a guess at that because I am not a professor, right? I am not a teacher in that way, right? Not in, not in the halls of a high school or college, et cetera, whatever. But I'm sure in, in the high esteemed areas of academia, there is so much ego running rampant that it's, it's painful and ridiculous. Um, and I can also just say that I, I see it a lot in the spiritual community, right? So it can come all the way down from having just, uh, you know, read books or watch videos or well, let's just use a course in miracles, for example. Right. So most of you might be familiar by now. So a course in miracles is a, is a teaching tool. It's a really big book, like 1300 pages or whatever. It's been around for since the seventies. And I've been a, a student and a guide of a course in miracles for close to 30 years. Now, as soon as somebody finds out you're a course in miracle teacher, especially if they've been in the you know, spiritual playground a little bit, right? Like they know, they know just enough probably to be dangerous. I can't tell you how many people have said to me, said, oh, I know, I know a course in miracles. I know a course in miracles. I did the course. <laughs> what my favorite one is, is when they say, I did the course thinking that it was actually a course. <laughs> They don't even know it's a book, but they're trying so hard to look quote unquote spiritual. They're trying so hard to look like they know everything that they go, oh yeah, I did that course. I did that course. Yeah. And I can tell that they have no idea what the fuck they're talking about. And I always just think like, man, and whenever that happens, because it can be so easy, right? For the ego, like my own ego to like then judge that behavior. So whenever I see that coming up in other people, I'll often ask myself, was there ever a time in my life where I felt like I had to know all the answers, where I was afraid to look stupid, where I didn't want to admit that, no, I didn't know what the book meant or the word meant or the correct way to say something or whatever. Um, I think so many people love to say, I know because, uh, well, there's a lot of reasons why. So like, let's dive into that a little bit. Let me tell you why I, I call this the problem with quote unquote, I know. So I would say that as soon as you start leading with, if you're in any kind of learning environment and you show up with a very full mind, right? As the earlier story uh, shows, it's really hard to actually learn anything. If you show up thinking you already know all the answers and you already know how this thing works and you already know all the outcomes and you already know how it is, then why waste your time? Don't waste your time. Don't waste the teacher's time. If you're not there to actually learn, because the problem with, I know is you automatically become, and this is a word I made up, right? But you become unlearnable. <laughs> you become unlearnable learnable, right? You can't learn. There's no space. And I always jokingly say to people, you know, it's had to be full of God. It's had to be full of love when you're already full of shit, right? So we got to create a little space. We got to have a little bit of like beginner's mind or empty mind or the ability or the willingness to show up in curiosity rather than showing up with all of your wisdom and all of your knowledge and all of your knowing. And, you know, there's a really big difference and some people don't understand this, you know, there's a really big difference between, I think a lot of times when people say, I know what they might be meaning to actually say is I understand. Now there's a really big difference between understanding a concept or some content and then actually having personal context for it, meaning you've put it to work. You've had firsthand experience. There's a really big difference between understanding something intellectually. I'm like tapping the front of my head, my big noggin here, right? There's a difference between understanding something 
intellectually and actually knowing something. And now I'm thumping my chest, right? Like knowing, like you have it embodied. You've had firsthand experience. You've um, taken in the information and now you have context because you've integrated it and you've implemented it, implemented it, and you've had your own experience of it. That's a little bit different. You know, when somebody says, oh, I know when I did that, when I got, you know, fill in the blank. And a lot of times people say, I know. And like I say, as soon as you say, I know you're screwed because you, you are no longer able to take in anything. And here's what I know to be true. And, and let's go back to um, A Course in Miracles, for example. I've been around that, that information, right? You know, the, the book has like several different sections. It has the text in the beginning of the book, workbook for lessons, lessons, sorry, <laughs> workbook lessons in the middle of the book. And then at the end, you have the manual for teachers and then a few supplemental reading things in the back, right? So the reason why people are like, oh my God, like, I'm sure people like, if you've been a student for 30 years, how stupid is this broad? You know, why does she got to keep doing it? Right. And I always laugh. It's because I'm going to tell you why two reasons. Number one, learning happens in different layers. Um, and in different, like, how do I say levels, different layers and different levels. Okay. So there's like, you know, when an idea or something new comes across you, comes across your brain, your little pea brain, it's like, oh, okay. I think I grasp that. I think I know what you're saying, right? There's that. I understand actually. I think I understand what you're saying. And then you actually start to practice it. You start to get it in action. And then eventually you, be, you know, maybe you start to live it. So there's different layers and there's different levels, but also in learning, there is also, um, right. So there's the depth, right? There's the depth. So there's a difference between taking something in horizontally. What I always talk about is, you know, spiritual work for me is vertical living. It's vertical work versus broad horizontal skim the surface work. This is about taking things like deeper and deeper and deeper. Um, so part of it is that there's that, but also I'm different every day, right? We like to think we're always the same, but I can just tell you from my own experience, and I'm sure you can double a men hands me if this has happened to you too, where you know, somebody in your life has like been saying something to you and whether they're trying to get something through your thick skull or they've been, you know, saying something, I don't know how to explain it other than maybe they're giving you advice or they're saying something and they've been saying it to you for so long. And then you go off and you read a book or you have a conversation with another person or you go to a workshop or a, or a retreat or whatever. And you come home and you say to that person, oh my God, you're never going to believe it. So-and-so said this. And then they tell you what, what that other person said. And you're like, and, and then you say, and it blew my mind. I was, and the other person is like, Jesus Christ on a crack. I have been saying this to you for three months or three years or whatever it is. So sometimes we're not ready to hear it yet. We are not available. We do not have um, the safety yet maybe to hear a deep truth, or we do not have the um, patience, right? To really take it in, or we're not defending it anymore. So the reason why 
learning. That's what they say. Repetition is the mother of all learning. And I believe it's because we're different each time we go back to the thing. So every year when I, you know, dive into A Course in Miracles and read it, check things out or whatever, you know, things that I would highlight one year are not the things that are calling to me this year. So we're different and we continue, you know, to evolve. And, you know, one of the things that happens too in the I know field of, of stuff is that the way that the brain works. Okay. So the mind, I kind of laugh sometimes. I think the mind is, I think the brain, the mind is separate from the brain. The mind is not even in the body. The brain is in your body, right up here in your skull. I think of it like a little supercomputer that can download things from, from divine mind. I, I like to think of mind as kind of being out here. And if you're, if you're listening to this, instead of watching it, what I'm doing with my hands is I'm making a big motion, like above and around my head, like out past my body, like big and woo, like big. Right. So I think of my brain. I'm like, the brain is like really, really, um, smart. And then I sometimes jokingly say, but it's lazy. <laughs> what I mean by that is it loves to conserve energy. It doesn't want to have to do more heavy lifting than it already has to do. Because just think about what our poor little brains have to go through on a daily basis. I mean, when I think about the level, uh, is it level or the amount? That's what I want to say. The amount of processing that your little brain has to, and I don't mean you have a little brain, but when I think of like the brain, in relation to how that small part of the body runs everything else, it's pretty impressive. So it likes to conserve energy. That's one of the things that the brain likes to do. So the brain likes to conserve energy. So it likes to say things like, um, yeah, I already know that. <laughs> right? It's like, it's like not letting new information in. It whiffs, it, like all it needs is a tiny whiff of like something familiar. And it's like, vroomp, yeah, 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 yeah. Already know that. Thanks. Thanks anyways, pal. You know what I'm saying? But what happens is if the brain is doing that, if the brain is trying to conserve energy and trying to convince you, and I'm going to get into the ego aspect of this in a second. Um, what happens is, is that if you're already doing that thing, if you're doing that thing, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Already read that book. Yeah. Yeah. Already know that already know that. Um, then you are blinding yourself from being able to learn or to be curious or to make new discoveries or to grow or to expand or to get this, change your fucking mind. Can you imagine? Oh my God, if I was to actually let in new or different information that I didn't insist on already I knowing, and then I know that was a grammatical thing on purpose, right? When we're doing I knowing to myself and to others, it's like we're basically cock blocking ourselves from being able to expand and to grow. And the ego just loves it. The ego loves to look superior. You know, I often say that the ego will try to keep you separate, right? Separate from others, separate from spirit, separate from source, from God. It will try to keep you separate by making you special. And sometimes it tries to make you special through your suffering and what a shit show and the drama and all that stuff, right? I mean, oh, poor me. Look at me. I've had it so bad. It's like you know, the trauma Olympics. And then sometimes, and I'm not, trust me, as somebody who's had their own trauma, I'm not belittling that. You guys know just I'm, I'm funny like that, right? So, but it will also um, try to make you special with superiority, 
with, I am so much better than you, smarter than you, what richer than whatever, fill in the blank. The ego loves to be special. And um, it certainly doesn't like to admit when it has a lack of something like a lack of knowledge. It doesn't like to look stupid. Um, and so one of the things that I encourage people all the time, because so much of spiritual work, you guys, so much of transformational work, and that's really that where the work that I do and, and for on myself, you know, yes, I go first, right. I got to be my own first, uh, client and the person who does the work. Cause how can I, how can I help anybody? You guys, if I have nothing of my own to contribute back, it doesn't matter if I've read all the books or did all the, you know, courses and studied here and did that and went to this place and went to that spiritual pilgrimage. That's all great. But if I don't take time, um, to really sit with it, get intimate with it, to implement it, to integrate it, to have it become a part of me, how I'm my identity and how I'm showing up in the world, right? Then I've got nothing. Otherwise, I'm just regurgitating shit and parroting shit back. But I have my, no real deal, true blue, like, you know, firsthand experience to actually report any of my own wisdom back with. So if, if the ego is insisting on me being right all the time or smart all the time or whatever, it's why I love to maintain. You've heard me talk about this so many times, why I love to um, be a continual student. And while I'll, I'll, go, I'll go learn from other people who are in a similar field of mine, because I think that good coaches and good mentors, we have mentors and coaches, but sometimes I like to just learn from a different point of view. I love, and the reason why is this, because, you know, as a teacher, as a speaker, as a storyteller, as somebody who mentors others and coaches others, um, sometimes you need to be able to come at a principle, a spiritual principle or some ancient wisdom or whatever from a multifaceted, I always talk about kaleidoscoping, right? I love to be able to kaleidoscope people and to meet them where they're at. And sometimes, you know, I'll just hear somebody say something that I've heard a thousand times before, but they'll put a tiny bit different spin on it. And I think, oh my God, that's so good, right? That's going to be so helpful if I ever blah, 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 blah. And of course um, I give credit, right? You guys know me, but a lot of these things are universal principles, right? A lot of spiritual and ancient wisdom, it's universal wisdom. Like, you know, A Course in Miracles, you know, it's universal spiritual wisdom. It's not dogmatic. It's not religious. It doesn't belong to any one thing. We don't try to put God in a box, right? Uh, that's just silly. Putting Jesus and God and all that stuff in a box. You can't. Free agents, you know what I mean? Um, so part of it is that, you know, I like to go and learn from other people. And even if I know, even if somebody asks a question and I know an answer, a lot of times lately I've been called to, which is funny having a podcast, you know, but believe it or not, there are times like right now I'm kind of going into hermit mode a little bit. Uh, I'm talking to you guys, but I haven't been as active on social media and stuff like that because I'm just feeling called to be internal and to go inward and to finish this book. Um, and, you know, running around like gabbing my mouth everywhere. I'm, I mean, I'm happy. Don't get me wrong. I love to be on podcasts. I love having meaningful conversations. Uh, and I love being here with all of you. Um, but otherwise, like I like to kind of show up in uh, learning mode and quiet mode and stealth mode where I just kind of sit there and uh, listen and take in other people's wisdom. I think that, that can be like so powerful and helpful sometimes, especially if you're somebody who is always in the position of, I know, 
if you're an ex, like, um, not an external, what do I mean? If you're a, a teacher or somebody who tends to be the leader a lot, the one that people come to a lot for expertise or advice or information or systems or strategies or whatever, if you're always, the, I always say, if I'm always the smartest one in the room, then I don't want that, right? I want to be around other people who challenge me who expand my mind, who bring me, and I'm, I'm so over this whole bringing value, um, but who like do, who bring value, right? Um, but if I showed up with, oh yeah, I know, I know I'm a spiritual teacher too, PS by the way, you know? <laughs> I'd be no, I'd be useless. I'd be like, so what? Who gives a shit, right? So there's something really beautiful and powerful about showing up in the I don't know or being willing to say, I don't know. Because as soon as you say, I know, you make yourself unavailable for wisdom, insight, inspiration, whatever that could possibly be coming to you. So if we're not willing to show up with a little bit more of an empty mind and open, there's a beautiful line in A Course in Miracles. Uh, I might be paraphrasing a little bit, but it basically says, Come open-minded, empty-handed is the line. Come empty-handed unto your God. Let go of all thoughts of what you think God is. Let go of all thoughts of what you think you are and who you think you are and come empty-handed unto your God. And I've just always loved that. Like, yeah, what would it be like, you guys, if we came empty-handed to ourselves, to each other? other in relationships and into learning environments from coaches, mentors, teachers, whoever you're the, 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 the guy at the gym, right? Your trainer, your, your, um, no, I want to, I want to keep saying Sufi master. That's not it. Um, you know, the guy, your dojo, your sensei, there we go. Finally, get it up. Your sensei. Like, what if we actually just came, Can you imagine somebody showing up at a martial arts studio with a guy who's been around for 30, 40 years has like, you know, so many levels of black belt and they're like not even a white belt. And they're just like, oh yeah, I know, I know, I know. Cause I watched some Bruce Lee movies. Oh yeah, I know that. I know that. It's like, no, you don't. No, you don't. Again, difference between understanding intellect. Okay. And actual knowledge. I've done it. I've put um, it into action. I can report back this is what happened when I did that. This is what I discovered. This is what I found. I'm going to take a big breath here because this is so important, you guys. If you keep showing up on insisting, and I, I hear it all the time again in the spiritual community, it's so fascinating being a spiritual mentor, okay? So to work with me, not in the nest, in the nest, that's different. The nest is a, is more like, it's a spiritual community. It's a membership, but it's a group program. So anybody can like join the nest. You know what I mean? I mean, as long as they can pay, right. Anybody like joins the nest as long as they're willing to make that investment in themselves. And that's, that's a story for another day, why that pot is important. Um, but to work with me one-to-one, -one, you have to uh, fill out an application uh, because I'm asking questions on there on purpose, because I'm trying to get a sense of who I'm dealing with, right? What's going on, where they've been, who they are, like what's happening. And I can't tell you how many times I've been on a call with somebody who is seeking me out. And then sometimes the people, right? It happens on those conversations. 
when we're trying to decide, is this a good fit? Do we want to do this? And then even after they've paid me and they're working with me, right? They're having some sort of an upset in their life. They're having some sort, they're, they're, they're recovering from some sort of trauma, history, grief, whatever is going on there, right? Whether it's their personal life, their business life, whatever. And they'll come to me and they'll lay it out for me, right? Everybody's got a story. That's a whole th another thing for another day. Everybody's got their stories. Tell me the story. And I'll be like, okay, so this is what I'm hearing. This is what I'm seeing. Have you considered da 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 da, da right? Because, you know, quality of questions is important. Have you considered, give them a question. And they'll go, yeah, yeah, I know. I know that. I know that. And I was like, if I got, if I got like a buck, I got like a buck for every time somebody said to me, I know I'd be like filthy rich. Uh, and I always have to stop them. And I'd say, no, you don't know. Cause if you fucking knew you'd already be doing it. If you already knew you'd have done it and you'd be doing it. You might understand what I'm saying but you have not made it a part of your big three core values or any, you can have more than three. We just work with three in the nest, right? You've not made them a part of your identity. You have not made them a part of your values. You have not made them a part of how you are being and showing up in the world. So you might know it or under, not know it. You might understand it in theory, but you don't know jack shit. <laughs> or you wouldn't be paying me all this money to help you have a different outcome, to help you deal with the cause. What a lot of times people are talking about is they understand, they'll be like, oh yeah, I know, I understand, I know, right? I've seen the effects of it. Like they know, they know because maybe they read the book, but any, any, I'm trying not to, to let Vicky have the mic because she, she talks very bluntly sometimes, uh, you know, Anybody who is literate can read a book. It doesn't mean they can apply what they've read. It doesn't mean that they're going to take the time to contemplate it, to think on it, to write notes, like to actually put it into action. And a lot of people like to say, I know, because how they like to appear to the other person, especially sometimes, again, when you're in one of those weird positions where they see you as some sort of spiritual whatever, thought leader, uh, authority. I don't know, whatever. I don't know how people see me in that sense, but I'm always like, you know, I'm not looking for, I know, <laughs> because as soon as you do that, I can't actually help you because so much of knowledge, so much of transforming yourself, transforming your life, transforming your thoughts, transforming your suffering is there has to be a willingness for un learning. And that's the empty mind piece. That's the empty handed piece. That's the beginner's mind piece is we have to strip away what we think we already know so that new information, and you can get intimate with that information because as my friend Marianne C says, that's what actually heals you is intimacy, not information. And I would often say it's, it's, it's intimacy in many levels, getting intimate with the information, but also getting familiar with it and knowing that somebody is also like close by. So there's a, a really a feeling of safety, but that's a show for another day. 
So as soon as we say, I know, then we also stop ourselves from going deeper. So we have the unlearning aspect where we're creating space for another point of view, another aha, another discovery, another creative experience, right? To express itself and to happen. So we're creating an unlearning experience, but then we're also blocking, if we say, I know, the opportunity to learn at a much deeper level where it stops being like a person with a megaphone shouting out and saying it versus somebody who lives it, who just by being in their presence, you can feel their knowledge. Like you can feel their depth. Are you picking up what I'm putting down? So whenever you feel the temptation to say, I know, because there's some sort of fear of looking a particular way to other people, I want to encourage you to be willing to say, I don't know. There's so much power in that. There is so much power in that showing up like with a little kid, like when a little kid, like when I think about little kids, like the first time that you're trying to learn how to whatever, ride a bike or, or do a cartwheel or tie your shoes or, you know, all the different like little rites of passages that we go through as kids. If we just keep walking around going, I know, I know, I know, I know. Well, you're not going to fucking learn anything, are you? <laughs> this is smarty pants, little Mr. Smarty pants. You're not going to learn anything that way. So one of the questions, one of the questions I want you to ask yourself is this. First, all right, let's go back to this. Pay attention to when you feel tempted to say, I know, and be willing to say, I don't know. That's number one. Number two, pay attention if there's particular areas where you insist on being the wise one, the smartest one in the room, if that's your habit, where you need to appear. Like when I say that, I mean like, and I'll just make shit up like in areas of automotive where you have to like know everything, right? Or maybe you're like in areas of spirituality or areas in music, whatever your thing is, right? Whatever your area that you tend to know a little bit about or a lot about, you know, I, I look at, um, you know, my sweetie and I were talking about this the other day, you know, he's, he's learned everything by ear. He doesn't know how to read music. He's a professional musician. He's a professional touring musician. He's a multi-instrumentalist. He's been playing instruments since he was three years old. No joke. Uh, and now he's in his fifties. He's like 56 and he can play like a ton of instruments. He's a singer. He's a songwriter. He's a producer. I mean, he's ridiculous. He's ridiculously talented, right? Taught himself, you know, drums, taught himself bass, taught himself guitar, you know, studies a lot, learns a lot, like watches videos, watches concerts. Like he's always, always so curious. And we have another friend, but what he does not know is like a lot of music theory, like people who went to Berkeley or people who studied to learn how to read music. Like I have a cousin, Billy, who's a drummer and he knows how to like read music. Right. So, um, my sweetie and I, it's his friend really, but I know him too. And we're friendly, uh, who's a genius teacher, like, like savant, like a savant musician. Right. <laughs> and, um, he was playing with my sweetie one day and he's like, dude, that thing that you're doing is like really, really cool. And he loves to teach. And so he offered, he's like, I want to show you a couple of things. Right. Uh, is that okay? Because he was just so enthusiastic about it. And he wanted um, to show my sweetie 
some, like a, how do I say this? Like a music theory thing that he didn't know he was doing that he was already doing just naturally. And he wanted to expand on it. And he got so excited when he saw him doing it. So um, my sweetie's like, you know, you know, my friend wants to, 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 you know, to do X, Y, and Z. And I said, are you going to do it? He's like, yeah, I'd be an idiot not to, <laughs> not to take him up on that. He is so knowledgeable, like da, da, da. And I just love that about him. I love that humility about him that he would go like, yeah, like he's not going to sit there and be like, oh, I already know, or he's too proud, right? Too proud to not listen too proud to not be in the, the getting the, the learner's permit. You know what I'm saying? So I think what if we all just kind of showed up that way? So that's number two. Number three is ask yourself in what ways is my ego, the ego saying, I know insisting on being right or insist on knowing and being cup full, right? In what ways is the ego's quote unquote, I know holding you back, keeping you stuck, or like sabotaging you? How might it be keeping you from going to a deeper place or the next level, a higher place? How does the ego's insistent on being the smartest one in the room keep you maybe from, and I'm just making these up, right? So some examples, connecting with others from, um, because, you know, it's really people, a lot of times people who say, I know, I know, I know, I know what they're resisting is being vulnerable. What they're resisting is being vulnerable. And so here's the thing. You might know something at level A, but you don't know it yet at level B. You might know it at level one, but you don't know it at level four. You know what I'm saying? And I just think it's so much more fun to move through the world. Now, there's going to be times when we say, oh, I know, I know, I saw that movie too. I'm not talking about that. Sometimes like it's our general enthusiasm because you're excited to find somebody else who has something um, that you share of interest. And then you both can actually communicate and contribute to the conversation because you both actually do have knowledge. That's what debates and stuff are for. That's where great conversations come from. But it, it requires that people actually listen to each other <laughs> and be willing to suspend their disbelief, be willing to set down their um, opinions, all their information, all those file folders that are stacked full of shit, right? Sometimes we got to empty out the cup because it actually keeps you from, I just think to myself, man, imagine this, let's do this. Let's do a little imagine, imagination scenario for a sec. What if some guy that you don't even know, let's just say there was something you were trying to learn, okay? And uh, you really wanted to learn it and you knew just enough to like to be dangerous or actually you were pretty good at it, but there was like, like some people in the world who were like masterful at it. And let's say, imagine like you're at some event or you're sitting on the bus, you're on a plane. Let's do this. What if you're sitting on a plane next to somebody, you got like a six hour flight and the person next to you is like really, really nice. And you're so full of, I know that you won't even listen. Like imagine it was like secret shopper, like a secret squirrel person who could be like the most masterful person on the planet sitting next to you. And they start shooting the shit with you. And they start to realize, oh, this person does not have an empty mind. And you try to one-up them or tit for tat them or match them. And you just 
at every, you insist, your ego insists on you having the opportunity to grow or to expand. Now that sounds like a little bit of an extreme scenario, but it happens all the time. You know, when we meet people in our relationships with that, I know, and I see this a lot of times with couples who have been together, people who have been together for long periods of time. And it could just be in sibling relationships. It could be in marriages or partnerships. It could be in familial, rela- whatever it is, but people who like childhood friends, whatever it is. And we already kind of have written the outcome. We, we don't show up with like kind of clean slate or open-minded mentality. There's already an assumption of guilt right? There's already an assumption of, oh, of course they're going to be late because da, 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 da. Of course they're going, oh, I know, I know. They're always fill in the blank. And if that's ever been done to you, how shitty does that feel when people don't give you an opportunity to show up as the new you or the better version of you or the part of you that has grown And I think we do that to each other all the time. We make an assumption of knowledge that isn't us to make. And we don't give people a chance to actually change and transform. We hold them in a rigid and locked state in our mind. And we come at them with that. I know energy. I know who you are. I know you. And it's like, well, actually, you haven't actually seen me or talked to me in like five months or six years or fill in the blank. What you have is an old idea of me. What you have is an old, oh, I know her. I know her. It's like, uh, no, you don't. (laughs) Because we change all the time. Not all of us, but most of us. And if we're doing any kind of personal transformational work, spiritual work, whatever, uh, it's a great chance sometimes we change. We change by the the hour. (laughs) I can just tell you, there are times when I've read something or watched something or heard somebody speak. And I'm like, I am a different person than the one that walked into that room two hours ago. You know what I'm saying? And so I just want to say like, just free yourself up, man, free up that creative energy. And that's the other thing too, is you put the kibosh on creativity as soon as you go into, I know, because you limit your own self-expression, you limit your own capacity for imagination. There's no imagination in, I know. So Again, go back and ask yourself, right? Catch yourself, catch yourself when you feel the temptation to say, I know, like catch yourself when you notice that fear of saying, I don't know. Then if you do find yourself saying, I know, see if you can say, I know, but I'd like to learn more. I'd like to learn from you. Do you know what I'm saying? And then also take a look at your life. Take a look around at that temptation. What areas do you tend to say, I know, quote unquote, I know a lot in could be podcasting. It could be about dogs. It could be about gardening. I don't know, whatever your, your thing is. And then ask yourself, how is, how is my ego's insistent on, I know getting in the way all the different ways it could be getting in the way. Cause I think it's really important. You guys keep in mind that there's different layers and levels to learning and you might be masterful at something. I always think about this when people like, Oh, so, so in the nest, for example, right, we have mod. So this month, the module is called the big three and it's all about your core values. So there are people who have worked with me one-to-one. There are people who've been in the nest for, you know, the nest has now been uh, going on for uh, over a year and a half. Right. So there are people who have done these modules before with me. 
And sometimes the new people who come into the group, you know, when the nest doors open up and new people would say, so, you know, we do these modules and you just do new modules. I'm like, oh my God, if I did new modules, we'd end up with like 120 modules, you know, whatever. It's just going to keep going. So I expand on the modules each time. I might start doing some bonus videos, whatever, because just because I'm excited to create some things. But my point being is that there are people who are like, you know, this is the third time I'm doing this. And every time I do this, something changes. Every time I do this, I either get a different answer or I realize I'm not that person anymore. So it's like doing it like I'm a new person. And I love that. I love when people understand that. And I'm like, yes, because you are not the same person who did this a year ago. You are not the same person who maybe looked at these six months ago, whatever it is. Because if we allow ourselves to, if we don't insist on being rigid and locked in, there are lots of opportunities for us to grow, transform, change, shift, drop, you know, like surrender old shit, like a thousand things. Because so much of the transformation process is the letting go and the surrendering and the willingness to show up, um, you know, in, in, um, in, I don't want to say ignorance, but like a clean slate. And it's beautiful to watch when people show up with that level of humility and they say, I know I've already done these, but I'm going to do these again, because I know that every time I do them, I learn something else. And I'm like, exactly. Because again, you may not be different, but we take things more deeply when I think about people like, you know, masterful at whatever, call it, do you, do you think martial artists, like, like the, 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 the old, like real hardcore old school, like sense the people who live martial arts, not just do the movements, right. But live martial arts. I think about yogis too, right. I think about the yoga teachers who have been around for like a really long time, like the real deal ones. Like, do you think they just go, I'm going to stop doing the basics? Yeah, yeah, I don't need, I don't, I don't need to do that, that breath thing anymore. That, that one right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, sometimes you might stop doing something because of an injury. I'm not talking about that. I think you guys are picking up what I'm putting down, right? It's like, you don't stop. You don't stop doing wax on, wax off Daniel son. You know what I mean? Just because you got the movement down because it becomes more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's actually the opposite of intricate. It becomes more ingrained. It becomes more natural. It becomes more, it's, I know embodied, but I'm trying to think of the word efficient. Oh, there it is. We start to develop an efficiency through thousands of hours of practice. And it's why sometimes, you know, you'll see somebody who gets asked a question about something uh, like on a panel, like, let's say you're up on a stage on a panel. <clears throat> and somebody will be asked a question. They'll be kind of like fumbling, like, oh, blah, 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 blah. Because they don't really know. <laughs> they want to appear that they know, but they don't know. That's why there are people, I, I know certain speakers, certain people who don't use any notes whatsoever. And my sweetie has made that, this isn't about making me special. Let me be clear. I'm just using it as an example, right? But my sweetie has said to me, the reason why you can be on a panel and you don't need notes or whatever, is he goes, because you're sharing what you actually know. I don't need to have to wonder about, like, if I know it, I know it. It doesn't mean sometimes I won't have a brain fat and I'm like, wait, what's the word I'm looking for? But I don't have to like go and worry about, is this going to sound smart? Is this, I'm just going to share what I know. And one of the things I always say, and I'll wrap up with this. You guys have heard me say it before. I always reserve the right to change my mind. And do you know why I do that? 
because I know that I am a continual evolving, growing learner, human being, soul. I'm continual, continually like um, showing up in curiosity. I'm not going to say I never say I know because I do, right? Because sometimes that's the real answer. Oh, I know that place. Oh, I know that meal. Oh, I know that person, right? Da, 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 da. But I know can get in the way. It can take you out of the knees and it can keep you from actually experiencing life in the present moment. Because when we say, I know where we're coming from is our past, where we're coming from is our history, where we're coming from is our memories, where we're coming from is not what's happening right here, right now in front of my face in this moment with you. So here's something I do know. I know that I love that you are a part of the Karen Kenny podcast listening family. <laughs> I know that. I know that because I know myself. So thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you got something from it. Uh, something that I share from my heart somehow landed in your heart and you found it helpful. And, you know, if you found it helpful, maybe somebody else you love or like would find it helpful. So I always want to encourage you guys, you know, if I share something that you're like, hey, this was really good, or hey, that was that was blah, 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 I learned something, whatever, please share it with with other people. And if you are a fan of the show, and you haven't yet gone to Apple Podcasts and left a rating, a little star rating or a review, um, obviously, hopefully a positive review. If you like the show, that would be fantastic. That would be amazing. Uh, and I'm also playing with the idea. I, I mentioned it on the last episode of creating some like PDF worksheets, some PDF episode guides, like, cause sometimes I'll be talking about something and, um, you know, I, I'm kind of, you know, I, I just admit it, hashtag nerd, hashtag dork. You know, I don't always listen to podcasts like people like I listen in my car. I listen when I'm walking my dog. I'm listening when I'm on the treadmill. I listen when I'm driving. I listen whatever. a lot of times if there's a podcast I really want to be able to take in, like I sit down and listen to it and I'll take notes and whatever. Uh, and a lot of times if I hear something conceptually, because uh, I know the kind of learner I am, I'm like, oh, I wish I had the transcript or I wish I had notes or whatever. So um I'm thinking about doing these little PDF worksheets. I'm playing with the idea. I talked with my, I talked with my, um, the girl, there's this little bug that keeps flying by my head right now. <laughs> I try not to kill anything. So I'm like, okay, buddy, beat it. Um, and so we're thinking about doing that. So if that's something that interests you, like, let me know, but I'll let you know if I do that. Um, my hope is to try and just start to test it and see if it's worth doing it. Because what I realize is, is a lot of you who listen to the show, you're not necessarily uh, in my my world in terms of like my newsletter and finding out like I, you know, I send a, um, a newsletter out each week on Thursdays, which is basically this podcast, it comes right into your inbox. So rather than having to go, you know, the link is right there, the show notes are right there. It's like the, what the show is about. There's a little snippet, a little clip of what the show is about. It's wicked fun. Those come right into your inbox on Thursdays. But usually on Tuesdays and once in a blue moon, another day, if I have something going on, um, but almost always on Tuesdays, um, I usually write a little story or if there's a cool event or something that I'm involved in um, or a cool resource that I want you guys to know about, uh, or if I'm opening up the doors to the nest, right, my spiritual community and membership, like that's how I'll let you know. Uh, but sometimes I just write things and I just share stuff from my hat. Um, and, uh, no, not shit to waste your time or anything like that. So like, oh, I just send you random shit. I don't mean it like that. 
Um, but if you want to get involved in that, you know, getting, if you, if I start to do these PDFs, that's a great fun way to kind of also get on my list. Or if you're listening right now and you're like, Hey, I don't want to wait for that. Just go to karenkenny.com slash sign up one word, and then you can get on my list and you can get these things sent right to you too. So you guys, thank you so much for being here. Um, I really appreciate you and I celebrate you. And in fact, I, I sent an email out on Tuesday um, of this week. So you guys will be hearing this the following week. But, and it said, I'm thanking of you. Uh, and there's a whole story around why I said, it's not a typo. Like uh, uh, People are like, did you mean I'm thinking of you? It's like, no, 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 I did it on purpose. Um, and it means that I'm thinking of you and I'm thankful for you. So I, so right now, as I'm talking to you guys, I'm like, I'm thanking of you right now. <laughs> I'm thanking of you too, right now. If you hear my voice, I just thank you so much. I appreciate you. I love you. I, I am, um, you know, I look at the world right now and I'm just so grateful. Like when we have these opportunities to connect and I know you're simply listening to me right now. It's not like we're necessarily having a two-way conversation, but you know, it, all the quantum physicists, the scientists cannot deny it, but in the spiritual world, we already know this, that all minds are joined, that there is a collective consciousness. There's like one big mind, right? Uh, and so in some ways we are kind of having a conversation, even right now, it feels like the flow of vocals and, uh, and stuff is coming towards you. I always keep my heart open to receive back. And the way that I receive back sometimes is by, you know, sometimes you guys write to me, you'll tag me, you like, you know, send up a flare, let me know, you send me an email, whatever. Uh, I'll see reviews, whatever it is. So I just, I appreciate it so much. I appreciate the support. Uh, you know, this is a podcast that is a labor of love. And, you know, people have said to me, you know, you should put this on Patreon or you should make this a paid podcast, you know? I don't know, maybe it's something I'll do in the future. Uh, right now, I'm just sending it out from my heart to yours. So you guys, wherever you go, may you leave the people, the place, the animals, the environment better than how you found it. Wherever you go, may you be a blessing. Bye. Hey, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Karen Kenny Show. <laughs> I super duper appreciate your time, friendship, and support. And look, if something that I shared from my heart today somehow landed in yours, I'd love to hear about it. So please tag me on Facebook or Instagram or IG stories or wherever the cool kids are hanging out these days. And let me know what your favorite part was or what you found most helpful. You can find me over at Karen Kenny Live. That's Karen, K-E-N-N-E-Y-L-I-V-E. And if you're digging what I'm saying and you want to hear more, I'd be wicked grateful if you could go to iTunes and subscribe and leave a review because you guys, that's how you'll help me to keep spreading the love. And if you can think of someone that could benefit from hearing this episode, please share it with them. I'd also love to stay connected with you. So if the feeling is mutual, please go to karenkenny.com backslash freebie and download my free guide to building your spiritual team. Until next time, my brothers and sisters, keep living in the fearless flow. Know that I see you, I appreciate you, and I love you. And wherever you go, may you be a blessing.